the mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. How many of you have read C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce? Okay, the rest of you are terrible. Um, <laughs> everybody's like, why do you go to this church? Like, the visitors are like, who is this priest? <laughs> that happens all the time, by the way. That's a book you should all read. That should be on your, your must-read list. It's a very short book. It's about 100 pages. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful introduction to C.S. Lewis. The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. And Lewis begins that book, and it's an allegory about heaven. It's a wonderful story. And Lewis had this very powerful Christian imagination. And the, the premise of that book is that you start, the book starts in hell. And there's a bus there that's going to heaven. And anyone who wishes to go can go. And when they go to heaven, they will walk around and they can decide whether or not they want to stay. And through the story, Lewis shows us what heaven is about and why the church's teachings on how we live prepare us for that place. But Lewis has a, a very profound insight at the beginning of the book. And when, when you come to the beginning of the book and, and you're actually in hell, I know what you're thinking. Isn't this a First Communion Day? Why are you preaching about hell? We'll get there, okay? Don't judge me. When you come to hell, it looks a lot like London. Lewis was a Brit. And it's London, and it just rains kind of perpetually. And everyone keeps wondering when the storm's going to break. But when you come there, what happens, there's this pattern. When you first come, you move into a neighborhood, and you meet someone. And everything seems to be going fine. But inevitably, a kind of disagreement arises. And you decide that you can't be with this person. They they're kind of drive you nuts. And so you move to a neighborhood where you won't have to deal with that person. Well, you move to that neighborhood, and, and the same kind of thing happens. You meet someone, and things seem to be going so well. And you have a, you're, you, what seems like a great conversation, and you're British, so you drink tea, and something goes south. And you move again. And Lewis points out that the, the more this happens, this pattern repeats itself, the, the story of hell is a story of isolation. It's a story of people who, at the end of the day, find a reason not to love others. They find a reason not to forgive. They find a reason to not be in communion. The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. And so Lewis tells us that about, about hell. That means the opposite is also true. Brothers and sisters, heaven is about communion. Right, the best, think of the best moments in your life. It's very rare that someone says to me, you know, Father Brian, the best day of my life 
Well, it was that time I was just alone by myself. <laughs> no one ever says that, do they? Because the mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. The best moments of our lives are moments where you and I have profound moments of communion, moments of love. That's why it's so dangerous if you find yourself, there's always a reason, isn't there? There's always a reason not to forgive people and not to be in relationship with others. You ever notice it's so much easier to do that? Sometimes if we continue that pattern, we start that in our own lifetime. Have you ever met someone, if it's you, repent? Have you ever met someone who just can't stand to be around anybody? This means yes, this means no. Have you ever met someone like that? Okay, apparently not. I have. That's a dangerous path. I was talking to, to someone last night, and, and one of the words maybe that we have in science that goes with this is that word entropy. And entropy, for me, is kind of a, a person who doesn't know science too well. Entropy, my understanding of it is that it's kind of this principle that things in the universe, they tend to fall apart. They tend not to come together. They tend not to be in communion. And this, this guy after mass last night, he said, well, Father Brian, the better way to explain it is that it's the rate of randomness in a closed system. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> the world is drawn that way, brothers and sisters. The world is drawn towards disunion towards unforgiveness, in all kinds of ways, right? Our cars fall apart, our clothes wear out, our bodies grow old. Relationships are harder to maintain than to allow them to fall by the wayside. But the mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. And it's so beautiful today we have first communion with our children if you heard our first reading today from Acts chapter 15, there is this huge debate in early Christianity, huge debate. And, and people were ready to, to go to, to battle over this debate. And it's one we know well. It was a debate about circumcision. I'm just kidding. It really was, though. <laughs> but really what's, what it was about, it seems so odd to us. How could the early church be fighting about circumcision? It was a question about communion. It was a question about unity. Because in the Old Testament, you have Jews and you have Gentiles. And there's this division, there's entropy, there's a lack of communion. But the early church believed that because of what happened in Jesus Christ, there was this miracle, a profound miracle. And the miracle was that where there used to be division, God had created communion. He had created a group of people who authentically loved each other in Christ. And the word for that, the word that the, the, the Bible gives us for that communion of people who love each other in Christ in a way the world doesn't know how to, the word the New Testament gives us is the church. The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. 
And this is reflected in so many ways. The greatest mystery, brothers and sisters, of our faith is the Trinity. Right? God in his own being is a Trinity. He is not isolated. God is love. He is communion himself. The Eucharist, which these children will receive today for the first time, you, know, you guys don't all get to see this. One of my favorite things as a priest is when we distribute communion, there's always like little kids because they can't receive yet. They're so jealous and they're always coming up and they're always hoping their parents won't know. And so they'll like cross their arms because their parents tell them to. And then they'll get close and they'll be like. <laughs> it's so funny. And I'm like, I, I know you can't receive yet. <laughs> or the really little ones if their parents are holding them, they're like trying to grab it. <laughs> they're like, The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion. It can only be received. The early church had the word that means communion in Greek. If you're visiting this weekend, if you want to learn Greek, come back to Lourdes. Um, the word in Greek for communion is koinonia. Koinonia. And that word in early Christianity had two things it pointed to. Two things. It means communion literally... And the early church applied that first and foremost to the Eucharist. My dear children, today when you receive Jesus, you have communion with him. That is salvation. So the mystery of redemption is about communion. It's when Jesus dwells in us in love and we dwell in him. That no matter what may happen in our life, that we have communion with Christ. But that word koinonia also pointed to the communion of human beings. And so brothers and sisters, today on this beautiful, wonderful day where these children are given the pledge of eternal life, Everything in our faith is about this. It's about communion. It's about the church being a place where people know how to love each other. This should remind us, communion with Christ builds the church. Communion with Christ builds the church. One type of koinonia builds the other. I was in trouble last night with the Knights of Columbus because when people think, how do, we, how do we build up our church? What are we going to do to really bind us together? You know, I said, well, the answer is not the Knights of Columbus pancake breakfast. And they almost killed me after mass last night. <laughs> and those are great things. We have to spend time together to come to love each other. But brothers and sisters, communion with Jesus, when you love him, when you receive his body and blood, just like these children today, if you really give your heart to him, if he is the most important thing in your life, Jesus, if you run my life, if you're the center of my heart, that puts me in communion with other people who love Jesus. That's what builds the church. When you find yourself following after this man who loved us and died for us, 
you also find that you're walking with other people who have done the same. That is the church of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. Finally, this morning, brothers and sisters, the challenge to you. If you are someone, in John chapter 13, Jesus says, the world will know you are a Christian because of the love you have for one another. The sign that Christianity is real, that Jesus Christ is God, is the love Christians have for each other. And it's a type of love the world doesn't have. Some of you know the story. My, my very good friend Joe Haight, a spiritual son, he said that to me one day. He was leaving for grad school, and we were sitting on the silent retreat, and we broke the rules, and we talked. Don't do that. But we, we broke the rules. And Joe said to me, the last thing he said before he left for Chicago is he said, Brian, isn't the mystery of being a Christian that you and I know how to love each other in a way the world doesn't. If you receive the Eucharist, if you have communion with Jesus, brothers and sisters, for that to be real, it has to be concretized and enfleshed in the church. Are you a person of communion? There's always reasons not to forgive. There's always reasons not to go to church things. There's always reasons not to love the poor. Are you someone who is a sign of communion? A person who knows how to forgive because you've been forgiven. A person who knows how to love because you have been loved. The mystery of redemption is a mystery of communion.